you're seeking biblical wisdom and understanding in these difficult and trying times, and you recognize the power of God's Word to delve deep into the issues of the heart, then welcome to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney, husband, father, counselor, author, and teacher. Join us for Christ-centered, gospel-driven truth concerning our individual, marital, and parenting struggles. This is Biblical Counseling Today. In the classic comedy, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, we are treated to several holiday situations that most of us are familiar with. Outdoor Christmas lights that fail to illuminate, overcooked holiday dinner, overspending on gifts, outlandish in-laws showing up, invited or not, very little going as planned. As you watch this silly slapstick film, you can't help but sympathize with the plight of the protagonist, Clark Griswold. He just so badly wants everything to be perfect. Actually, practically every vacation movie starring the Griswolds is centered on Clark's over-the-top longing for the perfect family event. In spite of that desire, it seems like all the forces of the universe continually line up against him to teach him to be content with something less than perfect. By the end of Christmas vacation, things turn out just fine for Clark and the Griswold family, other than the damage done by a rabid squirrel, a dog, and an overzealous SWAT team. And who would have thought that Cousin Eddie would actually save the day? Hopefully, when your family gathers for holidays, reunions, and special events, you don't experience nearly the same level of catastrophe found in many Christmas comedies. Yet, when your children get married, the opportunities for conflict, controversy, and outright calamity will increase. Not only do you add a new child by marriage, but he or she will have unique holiday and family traditions as well. Your adult child will add multiple potential holiday gatherings and family events, including your own. As marvelous as some of the times together with your adult children and their families can be, there will probably be difficult moments as well. Sometimes there will be too much change. At other times, it will seem like nothing will ever change. As parents of adult children, you have the responsibility to wisely navigate through holidays and family events year after year. In a similar way to our other topics, there are certain scenarios that will be familiar to you and others that will never happen. As we dig down deep into the topic of holidays and events, think through and act upon all that applies to your particular family, seeking to glorify God and love others well. A yearly beach trip, Christmas Eve gift exchange, Fourth of July at the lake, camping outings, family reunions, Disney World. Most families establish holiday and yearly traditions that they have cherished for years, even decades. So even though your child has left you in order to cleave to a spouse, that doesn't mean the married couple won't continue to be involved in many of your family celebrations and special events. You will have yearly holiday and family events that you desire for your adult children and your grandchildren to participate in for years to come. Yet at the same time, you must recognize that your married children are now responsible to make their own family traditions, adopting ones from their families of origin that they want and discarding the ones they don't want. 
They will need to be in agreement about how to interact with the essential traditions on both sides of the family. So it is essential to remember that your adult child doesn't simply get to continue in your family traditions and holiday events. He or she has in-laws that will also have their own traditions that require involvement. To put it bluntly, you are now competing for time with your own children and grandchildren. It'll be difficult if your adult children don't value your traditions when they get married. You also may find it hard to share time year after year. Whatever your circumstances, you will go through a period of adjustment when it comes to family time. You will have to decide which ones you will require of your children and which ones you will be more flexible. At their best, your traditions bond family members together, passing on memories from generation to generation. They enfold new spouses, grandchildren, and sometimes even outsiders into the enjoyable culture of your family. So the best case scenario is that your adult children continue to look forward to the yearly beach trip, Christmas dinner at the grandparents, or the annual family reunion. Hopefully, you enjoy plenty of time with your children and grandchildren in order to create new memories together. Yet it is also possible that your family traditions will be discontinued or radically changed when your children get married. If your adult child or spouse are not Christians, they may import behaviors into your family traditions that are unacceptable. Even if they are Christians, they may change the entire dynamic of the family, especially when grandchildren come along. Or your new son-in-law or daughter-in-law may find your traditions too different or even distasteful. They may decide to remain on the fringe of your traditions or not participate at all. Then there's also the possibility that some of your family traditions are exclusive or even oppressive at some level. Are you open to modifying long-standing family events in order to graciously enfold a son-in-law or daughter-in-law? Will you adjust your expectations if necessary? Holding too tightly to even the best of family traditions will potentially cause conflicts as your family expands. Now, before we address common holiday scenarios, you will need to embrace a handful of wise principles that will apply to all of them. When it comes to relating to your adult children on the issue of holidays and other family events, it is tempting to maintain a reactive stance rather than a proactive one. If you attempt to take a more passive posture, you may end up becoming resentful and bitter as you just go with whatever your adult children desire. As a parent, you have a responsibility to consider the needs of your adult children and his or her new family as you plan holidays and family gatherings. Therefore, thoughtful action is required. So let's go through these wise principles. First, assess the family landscape. Let's begin with holidays. Which ones require attendance and which ones are optional? What are your expectations? What does each holiday event typically look like? From there, you will need to examine the other traditional family events of the year. There may be significant events that you really want your adult children to attend and ones that they want you to participate in. As important as it is to know these sorts of logistics, you also need to come to a good understanding of the relational dynamics involved. 
maybe your son's in-laws would be devastated if they don't have all their children and grandchildren on Christmas Day while you have lower expectations. Or you know that there's a conflict between two of your children's spouses that only becomes inflamed at holidays. Then there's also the potential competition between you and the in-laws for an equal amount of time during the holidays. Second, agree on a plan. In some cases, you can make family gathering plans well ahead of time. Our yearly trip with my side of the family always falls on our school's spring break, so it's easy to put it on the calendar and plan accordingly. Obviously, holidays also occur with consistent regularity. These sorts of family events give you enough time to make good choices and agree on a plan with your adult children. The key concept here is agreement. How you will spend your holidays and other family events should be a joint decision, if at all possible, or there will be potential frustration and bitterness. Trust your adult children to make every effort to choose wisely, deferring to them when necessary. The more challenging decisions are usually those events that come more spontaneously or that have not been planned well. Remember that this is not planning that you can always do all on your own since you are working within the limits of what your adult children and his or her in-laws are planning. Then third, adjust graciously. Those who know me well would probably testify that I am not the most flexible person in the world. That's an understatement. Making adjustments to people and circumstances is a character skill that I have struggled to learn. Yet when it comes to holidays and family events that pop up during the year, it's an absolute must. If you lean towards being a person who rigidly obeys the law or always plays by the book, you may find holidays and family gatherings difficult. They rarely go according to plan. Adjusting well to your adult children and their families and in-laws is a mark of maturity as well as a characteristic of grace. Some things will change because of the bad or irresponsible behavior of another. Other things may change simply because of things beyond your control. Either way, grace is always needed. To hold rigidly to a schedule or a plan or some sort of agreement will communicate a love for control rather than a love for your children. And then also you must learn to alter expectations. As has already been said, we all bring certain expectations to our holiday events and other family times. Carrying overly high expectations of your adult children during these events will create tension, stress, and potential anger and bitterness. Putting undue pressure on yourself will not help either. But you can also err on the other side if your expectations are too low. This mindset may tempt you to enter into a holiday or family gathering with pessimism and cynicism. So be willing to examine your own heart and set some realistic expectations in your own mind. Remember also that there will be expectations placed on you that you will have to navigate. And then finally, act selflessly and sacrificially. Believe it or not, your holiday events and family gatherings are not just about you. Okay, maybe it's about you on your birthday or your anniversary or a celebration of your success. But even in those cases, there are still usually other people around. Hopefully, you already understand where this is going. 
Christians are to be marked by selflessness in all that we do and all with whom we do it. In some ways, it is easier to be giving and sacrificial when around strangers or even friends. Being with family members can bring out our control, our immature selfishness, and our competitiveness. Holidays can add to that self-centeredness, especially if we focus on our needs for rest or personal hobbies rather than the needs of others. How much better would times with your adult children be if you sought to serve them instead of just being served? Giving of your time, energy, and passion to make a holiday or family tradition more enjoyable and memorable will always glorify God and bless all around you. Now let's move on to tackle some challenging scenarios. Your youngest son hasn't been home for years. He took his inheritance early from you and struck out on his own in order to make it big. Things didn't work out so well unless one enjoys feeding pigs as a hired hand. When your son came to his senses, he decided to return home and beg you for a job on the family farm. Instead, you fully restore his sonship and throw him a huge family party complete with a fattened calf. Upon receiving the invitation to this family celebration, your oldest son and his wife become enraged. Why does he deserve a party? For squandering his inheritance with wasteful living? Now, if you find yourself in this Luke 15 challenging family scenario parable, what will you do? Would you beg your oldest son and his family to join the party and play nice with your repentant younger son? Maybe you will have to manage some vengeful behavior if they actually do show up. Of course, your oldest son might actually recognize how amazing his father's grace is and actually join in the celebration. As difficult as this particular family dynamic may be, there are many other challenging scenarios when it comes to holidays and family events. Let's consider several situations that will need wisdom in order to make God-honoring choices. First, Parental Pressure Scenario Billy and Cheryl have been married for five years and have twin two-year-old girls. Since both sets of parents live out of town, they have settled on a pattern of visiting one family on the Thanksgiving holiday and the other one at Christmas, then switching the next year. At first, Billy's parents agreed to the system, but lately they have voiced some of their frustration. Only seeing our grandchildren on Christmas every other year is not enough. Besides, this year we'll have everyone together, so can't you make an exception? Or even better, we'll help pay your way every year. Cheryl is also getting some of the same pressure from her parents, even though it's a bit more subtle. Her parents claim to totally understand the challenge it is to make it to every holiday event, but they hope this may change in years to come. This is a fairly common scenario, isn't it? Especially when your adult children live a good distance away. And it's perfectly normal for parents to want to see their adult married children and grandchildren at holiday time, especially at Christmas. Yet even if you as a parent have an understandable sadness and grief over not seeing your loved ones enough, will complaining about it help? If you end up doing more than just upsetting your adult child and actually get the change of system that you desire... Will it be worth the cost? On the other hand, if the arrangement is truly unfair, 
there may be opportunity for you to gently and lovingly express your concern. Yet again, a grace-filled approach will accept whatever holiday system your adult children have instituted. You'll be treating your adult child as a child if you force him or her to make a change for your benefit. Ultimately, you need to respect your children and work with them on the holiday and family event schedule. Scenario number two, hectic schedules. Doug and Emily have been married for 15 years and have four children, ages 4 through 12. Both of their parents live within three hours of their home, which makes holidays and family events fairly easy logistically. Since both Doug and Emily are very close to their parents and most of their siblings, they make every effort to attend every family celebration. On Thanksgiving, they have an early lunch with one family and a late dinner with the other. At Christmas, they spend Christmas Eve with one and Christmas Day with the other. Easter and other holiday weekends also include loading up the family SUV and traveling much of the time. But over the last few years, Doug and Emily have been struggling with the hectic nature of their holidays. After all, aren't these supposed to be times of rest, relaxation, getting refreshed? But what choice do they have, especially since the parents always want to see the grandchildren? Any talk about staying home and having the parents come to their house doesn't go very far. If your adult children have set this sort of pattern early in their marriage, then it may be challenging for them to change it later. Many families hold pretty tightly to their traditions. The benefits of being with you, at least for some time every major holiday, may make the hectic nature of their travel palatable for a time. But don't be surprised if your children begin to think and talk about beginning a new tradition of staying home, inviting you to their home for the holidays. We'll talk more about the logistics of this option later. Hopefully you won't keep your children bound to a system of handling the holidays in a way that keeps them stressed out forever. As they get older and the grandchildren get older, it'll become tougher to keep the traveling up. You will show great compassion if you communicate your willingness to change the holiday schedule in order to keep them from running themselves ragged. Offer to go to their home for a holiday or give them permission to skip coming to your home once in a while. Demonstrate that you understand the sacrifice they have made to keep coming home every time. Scenario number three, broken marriages. Fran's parents divorced when she was seven years old. During her teenage years, both of her parents remarried. Greg's parents, on the other hand, are still married to one another. When Fran and Greg married, they realized that holidays and family events would be a little more complicated than the average couple. They have tried to be dutiful children, spending an equal amount of time with all three sets of parents. Yet even this graciousness on their part has caused a unique set of conflicts. Greg's parents have verbalized their displeasure for having one-third of the time with their grandchildren during the holidays. Why should they be penalized for Fran's parents' divorce? Then there's also tension between Fran's remarried parents. They don't ever want to be in the same room, so the only option is going to two separate homes for family events. Unfortunately, major holidays have become very stressful for Fran and Greg. Broken marriages and families have long-lasting and various unforeseen consequences 
even in the best of circumstances. If you are divorced and are remarried, you are probably well aware of this fact. Yet sometimes divorced parents don't realize the impact that it still has on their adult children. For one thing, it adds significantly to the stress of holidays and family events. I've heard story after story of how separate birthday parties have to be given just so each divorced grandparent can attend without any conflict. Recognize that divorce brings pain and suffering that may be most acute during holidays and family celebrations. Give your adult children permission to handle family gatherings the best way possible for their particular situation. Then there's scenario number four, high expectations. Harry and Iris have been married for 10 years and have three young children. Iris's parents pay for a cabin in the mountains for the whole family every year. They work overtime to make sure everything is perfect, scheduling every activity, meal, and interaction. In Harry's view, Iris's parents need to learn to relax since they are creating a stressful environment for everyone. This tense dynamic doesn't just happen on the yearly vacation, by the way. It occurs every holiday event as well. Sadly, Iris's parents always end up being disappointed with something that goes on at each family gathering since their expectations are so high. As the oldest adult child, Iris works overtime to try to ensure that they at least get close to living up to the perfect picture her parents desire. This effort often puts Harry and Iris at odds, even causing Harry to offer the possibility of maybe only going to the mountains every other year. As mentioned previously, the very nature of holidays and family events bring a high possibility of stress and anxiety. But if you happen to be a parent who is bent towards heightened anxiety, it will probably create undue stress at most family gatherings. You can work by the Spirit to lower your expectations and simply enjoy having your family together. Tell yourself the truth that it's not your job to make sure everything goes perfectly even if your adult children also expect it from you. Handling your own expectations and seeking biblical peace during holidays and family gatherings will have the potential of making the times much more enjoyable for everyone. And then here's scenario number five, dysfunctional dynamics. James and Kathy have been married for five years and have a one-year-old daughter. Kathy's parents have had a troubled marriage for a long time. Her older brother is newly divorced and is struggling with drug addiction. Kathy's younger brother and his wife aren't Christians and do not believe in disciplining their three children. Kathy and her younger sister are the responsible ones in the family, happily married and following Christ. Holidays seem to bring out the worst in Kathy's family, making these gatherings pretty miserable. Kathy's mom is overprotective of her oldest son, denying that he has a drug problem and remaining bitter towards his ex-wife. Kathy's dad tries to step in and discipline his youngest son's kids, which only cause tension, usually ending up with her brother leaving early. Kathy and her sister try to stick together, but they often end up commiserating about how dysfunctional the family has become. Well, scenarios like this one cry out for a biblical counselor. Setting aside professional help, how can you best deal with unhealthy family dynamics that arise during holidays and other events? You will certainly need significant prayer and the grace of God, that's for sure.
As a Christian, your highest priority is not to make your family functional, but to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Instead of being discouraged about the ongoing family problems that are revealed at holidays, see these times as a sort of mission trip. Now, I know that may not sound very appealing, since we tend to expect that our family gatherings are supposed to be times of enjoyment and happiness. But remind yourself and your spouse that you are called to seek to serve your adult children and their families in their sin and their suffering. Encourage one another to not just get angry or frustrated at what goes on between family members, but to love unconditionally. All right, let's continue with our challenging scenarios that I have several more of. Scenario number six, damaging favoritism. Lee is the middle child in his family. He and his wife, Lacey, have been married for seven years and have two children. Lee's oldest brother is a highly successful doctor with four beautiful children, according to Lee's parents. His younger sister just got married after years of wasteful living. She's always been spoiled by Lee's parents, at least from Lee and Lacey's perspective. So Lee's sister and brother are his parents' favorites, which often leaves Lee feeling ignored and rejected. Holidays tend to bring out the favoritism even more, as special attention is lavished on Lee's siblings by his parents. To his credit, he has dealt with family events fairly well. That is, until his two children came along. The favoritism has now moved from Lee's siblings to his older brother's children. These grandchildren get the better presents at Christmas. Their birthdays are always attended by the grandparents, and they get all the praise for all their successes. Lee and Lacey are dismayed that their children seem to be ignored and even despised at times. Their behavior is often critiqued, and they get little attention from Lee's parents. What's the point of even showing up at Christmas? Scenarios like this one bring to mind the stories of favoritism found in the Old Testament, like Joseph's favorite son status in Genesis 37. Jacob made it clear that he loved Joseph more than any of his other sons in his parenting as well as his gifts. Now, your favoritism may not get one of your adult children thrown into a dry well or sold into slavery, but there will be consequences that may appear more readily on holidays and family gatherings. Even if you are drawn to one of your children or one of your grandchildren over the others, showing favor based on personal affinity of any kind is against God's word. Look at James 2, 1 through 13. Some of your grandchildren may be better parented or just easier to be around than others. Again, any displays of favoritism go against the love of Christ that is sacrificial and unconditional. Sinful favoritism will bring great harm to your family and will end up ruining holidays and family events as well. Scenario number seven, bad behavior. Mick and Nellie met in a Christian college five years ago, finding their commonality in the mutual rejection of their family's Christian religion. Now married, they have very little in common with either side of the family, theologically, morally, or politically. For them, holidays are just excuses to drink heavily, eat to the point of gluttony, and torment their family members with their liberal worldview. They certainly don't want anything Christian or church-centered during their holidays. 
Nellie's parents tolerate their bad behavior fairly well, but Mick's parents have just about had it. They are greatly concerned about what Mick and Nellie's children are observing. Of course, their greatest worry is Mick and Nellie's souls. Mick's parents have been talking about taking a family trip together with all the children and grandchildren, yet they don't know how Mick and Nellie's behavior will affect it. The other siblings are murmuring about not wanting to participate if Mick and Nellie are invited. As was the principle with some of our other scenarios, this sort of situation is more about how to best serve your adult children and grandchildren rather than how best to enjoy the holidays or the event. If you know you are called to show the love of Christ and share the gospel with your children, then stay focused on that effort. Yet that raises the question, how best can we share Jesus with our non-Christian family members? For example, when Christmas Eve comes around and your adult children want you at their house for a celebration rather than attend your Christmas Eve service, which choice is a better witness? Or what do you do if they refuse an invitation to your Easter church service and want to have breakfast as a family instead? Even though it may seem more loving and compassionate to give up church services for the family gathering, as a Christian, the worship of God is still the priority. Maybe a better testimony to graciously tell your adult children that you are attending a church service first and you will be over for a visit afterward. Of course, wisdom will still be necessary when it comes to how much drunken and bawdy behavior on the holidays will be tolerated. If your priority is to be salt and light to non-believing adult children, then you will have no choice but to live with some non-Christian behavior. Then there's scenario number eight, poor attendance. Phil and Rebecca have been married for 35 years and have five children, all of them married, and 12 grandchildren. They love getting the family together for pretty much every holiday as well as birthdays, anniversaries, and family vacations. Unfortunately, they are regularly frustrated by family members who don't want to participate. Some of their children simply find every lame excuse not to come to their house for Christmas, Thanksgiving, or New Year's. Others are constantly traveling or working, making it nearly impossible to plan anything together. Of course, Phil and Rebecca's children have their own in-laws who seem to be their priority. Phil and Rebecca just want their children and grandchildren to actually make some memories with their grandparents, uncles, aunts, and cousins. How can people who claim to love one another never make the effort to see each other, especially on holidays? Phil and Rebecca have come to the conclusion that it's not worth all the headache to get these people together. Now, sometimes adult children just assume that their parents will always be the family members who make every effort to get everyone together regularly. You also may feel responsible to be the hub of the family wheel, keeping everyone connected and to keep everything spinning. If you too are experiencing resistance and lack of participation, it may help to find out why. Is everyone in your family just self-centered? Or could there be underlying conflict that is keeping your adult children apart? Some heart-to-heart -heart conversations will be required to get an accurate picture. If you discover that the family just wants to stay disconnected, then your expectations about the holidays and family events must be lowered. 
Are you able to plan an event and then simply enjoy whoever chooses to participate? Hopefully, it will always be worth it to try to get family together for special events, even if it doesn't seem to matter to anyone else. And then here's the last scenario. Staying home. We just want to wake up in our own bed on Christmas morning. Sally and Tyler have been going to Tyler's parents' home for Christmas for 12 years. The grandparents treasure seeing all their grandchildren run down the stairs on Christmas morning. Sally has wanted to stay home for Christmas for several years now, or maybe even go to her parents' house for once. The couple would also like to have Thanksgiving dinner at their home rather than having to go to Sally's grandparents' home every year. Each year, they ask themselves when holidays can just be about their own family and maybe even some close friends rather than about their parents and adult siblings. Are we just being selfish? Should the holidays always be about what our parents want us to do? There's also pressure from their siblings to attend each holiday gathering. And there's no doubt that their children love being at the grandparents as much as possible. This last scenario may, in fact, be a simple issue of selfishness on the part of your adult children. After all, being a member of a family means learning to be a team player. They may choose to not upset you and other family members and just stick to the system. Yet the leaving and cleaving principle may come into play here. Establishing their own family holiday traditions is part of establishing their own family. Staying home for Christmas is not necessarily any more selfish than parents always wanting their children and grandchildren at their home for Christmas. Again, it will be up to your adult children to make a wise plan and then communicate it well to you. There is a time for them to stay home and invite you to spend the holiday in their way and in their home. Part of creating an adult-to-adult relationship with your adult children is being able to talk about different options for holidays and family events. As much as you may have to sacrifice your holiday traditions, be supportive of your adult child's efforts in grace and love. Well, here's some closing thoughts on this subject. Holidays and other family events remind us that we are a part of something greater and bigger than only those who live in our homes. The joys of generations of family members getting together, sharing a meal, exchanging gifts, and having good fellowship is priceless. Family togetherness can be something you look forward to each and every holiday and vacation. But your particular situation may not be as pleasant. Due to death, divorce, or some other distress, family togetherness may be more difficult and painful overall rather than enjoyable. Hard memories of the past may make it more challenging to establish good memories in the present. These times can be a real test of your faith, as well as an opportunity to grow in the grace of God. Whatever the case, God in His infinite wisdom and knowledge has put members in your particular family by blood, by adoption, and by marriage. Don't neglect family events that keep you connected to your adult children and grandchildren. Prayerfully, God will continue to use these times to expand His kingdom and give you a greater longing for the eternal family of God. Thank you for listening to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney. This weekly podcast is supported by Biblical Counseling and Training Ministries, which you can learn more about at bctministries.com. If you have found yourself encouraged or challenged today, 
please share this podcast with your church, family, and friends. Rate us on iTunes and your social media outlets. It really helps. Until next time, may you enjoy the riches of God's compassionate grace and mercy in your life.